Welcome in one and all. We are live. We are in uh, Marshfield today. Tonight we've got uh, here at Nuts Deep 2, we're going to have the huddle 6 to 8 tonight. So excited about that. Got here last night. Comfortable night. Got a good workout in. Uh, and, man, the town in the uh, last, I think it's been like, if I'm not mistaken, it's been about 11 years since I've been here. And uh, the town has, uh, I was talking to some of the people this morning, the town has gotten a little bit bigger and a little more polished and nice and just a, a really cool place. And I, I had a chance to cruise around a little bit this morning. And uh, it, was, it was neat because Nuts Deep 2 opens up at 7 a.m. And they already had people in here for breakfast this morning, uh, hanging out. People, you're early for the show, but uh, they're, they're already uh, getting ready for the uh, the program this evening for the for the huddle. So I'm excited about that and uh, hit the local quick trip and did a little peruse around town and actually had to stop at the auto parts store uh, because my windshield wipers are not uh, what they used to be. So I had to pick up some windshield wipers uh, yesterday, but. Good stuff. Uh, got here early last night, uh, about 5.30, 6 o'clock, and got to, got dinner and then uh, and then did a lot of work and just hung out for a while. So it was, it was a good time here in uh, Marshfield. So uh, looking forward to it coming up tonight. Mike wants to know, is anybody drinking yet? Yes, up at the bar. There was people shooting pool this morning, third shifters that were in here this morning, uh, having a few beverages and shooting pool. So, yes, to answer your question, there's already a few people doing that. So, anyway, uh, good to have you on board uh, we got uh, a lot going on today, uh, some heavy stuff to talk about. We got uh, the Packers making a move with Rasul Douglas, and I'll give you my opinion on that. You've got uh, the Raiders fire both their head coach and their general manager, and they, on top of that, <laughs> not only did they fire their head coach and their general manager, they're paying John Gruden, they're paying McDaniels, they're, they're paying their general manager. Now they've got to find another coach next year to pay. Uh, it, just it, crazy uh, how much money they're spending in bad decisions. And then uh, you've obviously got the uh, video that has now come out uh, regarding the University of Michigan and a very strong article in Sports Illustrated that I, I don't necessarily agree with, but there has to be more than what's being done now. And the Big Ten, specifically the Big Ten commissioner, is 100% ballless. He has none, none at all. And the fact that they have not openly stated that there's an investigation into the University of Michigan, the fact that behind the scenes I'm sure they're treading because they're try- they're freaking out. They're trying to figure out what all they need to do. But they're clearly kowtowing to one of the bigger programs in the Big Ten, not to make them mad. But by the time the punishments are handed down, I could probably tell you that Harbaugh is going to be far on his way to an NFL career. But now the video evidence has surfaced with this guy – dressed uh, you know it's one thing if you're buying a ticket you're going to a game which is against the rules but I don't agree with the rule I think the rule is antiquated but it's a rule it's a rule you know it's like saying today you can't bet on the game of baseball and you play baseball you can do it from anywhere you can do it from DraftKings you can do from anything you want to do but it's a rule you can't do it and people say well it's no big deal if he's betting on other teams Right? Nah, it's not, he's not going to really affect other teams. Nah, it shouldn't be a rule, but it is. It's a rule. You don't do it. So, for what they're doing, and we'll get into this, but for what they're doing and what they've done, it is you, – you, you can't BS your way out of this. I mean, clearly on the tape, this 
assistant of what you know is trying to hide his face because he knows the camera is now focused on him because a player ran out of bounds by him. He's trying to hide his face. You can see it. He's not looking at the ground for something he lost. He's he's trying to pull the hat down over his face because he's trying to remain incognito. But he's dressed up as a member of the opposing team. <laughs> you know, if you're so open about it, why not be wearing Michigan stuff? But he's dressed up as a member of the opposing team is how deep this goes. So clearly, clearly, they knew what they were doing. He knew what he was doing. And the information that was then transferred from this guy's phone to the coach's eyes is it's cheating. Michigan has been busted as cheaters. And I'm, I'm not going to be in favor of the death penalty, but, uh, yeah, this – this goes. This has to be dealt with, and has to be dealt with severely. So we'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, you want to get hold of us eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can find me over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels at Wisco Grant. Grant Bill's producing the program at Wisco Grant. You can find us on Facebook, which is simply facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show. You can also find the same thing over on Instagram. And uh, you can find us on YouTube, and many people do every day. Uh, watch us on YouTube, and tonight we'll be uh, showing you the live stream from up here at Nuts Deep Do in Marshfield. And uh, you, so anyway, you can find us on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV and the Twitch app and on the Kick app, on LinkedIn, simply under Bill Michaels on LinkedIn. You can find us there. We've got a link over on Twitter. Uh, so we got plenty of ways you can pay attention to the program. And then after the fact on Apple, uh, Apple uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that kind of stuff as well. Grant Bills, uh, we, uh, we, we get off the air yesterday and word breaks that Rasul Douglas is no more. Your thought? Well, at first, I, I didn't really mind. Like, the Packers aren't any good. Rasul Douglas can help a contender. The Buffalo needs a corner because their stud corner got hurt. So... I think it's a good seller move for a Packers team that isn't very good. But, and we'll talk about this with Mike Clemens. He's going to join us after our first break. I asked Mike last night, I said, Mike, do you think Rasul Douglas is traded if he's not vocal about being frustrated, if he's not talking about these losses? And Mike said, no, I think he'd still be here. So th- that's frustrating to me. I'm I'm a little worried that the that's Packers it. made this move because they didn't like what Rasul was saying. And I, that's bad process. That's it. I don't like that. That is the absolute red China in full throttle right there. Red China. Don't shoot the messenger or don't worry about the message. Shoot the messenger. That's exactly what they did. He was outspoken. He pointed out flaws. There's frustrations in that locker room. And he he exposed them. And this is not what they want. They don't want anybody that's got a voice. They want you. Red China. Lockstep. Kick your legs out. Walk in lockstep right there. There you go. That's it. That's all they, they – they, he's he's one of their better defenders. He's been one of their better defenders. And they shot the messenger. Rather than looking deep – this is a guy that says this is S, as he said in his statement. This is S. I, I'm, I've never been a loser. I'm not a loser. This is S. And then he even kind of indicated this isn't on us. This isn't on us. And, and I've been saying, basically, our coach is an idiot. Our coach is an idiot, the backhanded way of saying it. And do you speak out? Eh, he tried to hold his tongue a little bit. He did just enough to veil it. But that's exactly what happened. 
They shot the messenger rather than listening to the message. Oh, no. Oh, everything's fine. Don't look here. Don't look here. Joe Barry is wonderful. We're going to put a golden statue out in front right next to Vince Lombardi of the Joe Barry defense. Joe Barry, Matt LaFleur, wonderful, wonderful. And yet you got a guy inside that locker room going, no, this ain't on us. We we got we got some decent talent here. I mean, Gudikins is the one that said they have talent, right? Gudikins in the offseason is the one that said, no, there's talent there. There's talent. In other words, hey, I've done my job. They're not doing their job. Even good, they're going to fire Gudikins? Gudikins is the one that said it too. He wouldn't even use Joe Barry by name because he knew he sucked. And now you got a guy that speaks out and said, this is BS, man. And the defense has done enough to win, so we shouldn't even really be pointing the finger at Joe Barry. But this is a guy that 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 knows it, that sees it, that lives it, breathes it, eats it every day, wants to win as bad as any. A guy that wants to win, wants to put his heart and soul into it and be a winner, and you get rid of him. Why? Because you couldn't handle the truth. This is where you want to have the, the drop of, you know, uh, of Jack Nicholson in the movie uh, A Few Good Men yelling, you can't handle the truth. That's ballless, man. Instead of bringing him in and talking to him, you get rid of him. That's ballless. That's what that is. That's a gutless move on, on behalf of the Green Bay Packers. It's exactly what it is. He's one of your better players. So what's your message? What message does that send to the rest of the team? Don't speak out. Great. Don't speak out. You're not getting any better. One of our best players, you're, you're basically saying, if you speak out, we don't care how good you are, we'll get rid of you. Rid of you. Unless, of course, you're Aaron Rodgers who did it for three straight years and you didn't have the cojones to do it then, right? Because he made too much money. It was all about the money then. Just mixed message, man. Just th- this this is absolutely, positively, 110%. Shut your mouth. Get out of here. We're not going to have anybody that is that is going to talk against this team in our locker room. Doesn't matter that, that what he said is true. <laughs> so, oh, we're blind to that fact. We can't win. We look like crap. We haven't gotten any better. Nothing's really progressed. We can't score a touchdown to save our life in the first half. We're getting booed off the field by our own fans. Stands in the upper areas now are starting to become vacant. Oh, but by the way, we'll get rid of our, one of our better players because we don't want to hear what he has to say. That's garbage. Absolute garbage. I've been waiting all day and night for this because I think that's just a ballless move. 100%. Terrible. 877-867-1670, uh, It was funny. I was listening to uh, – there's a football podcast. A bunch of national guys get together, and uh, they were talking about Jordan Love and uh, on the podcast, and they said that uh, Jordan Love, good quarterback, smart quarterback, doesn't have an arm to throw downfield. <laughs> and this – there's some – and I don't want to, you know, give other people's podcasts a ton of credit, but – Basically, it was uh, one former quarterback, two former players, and they get together and they do a podcast. They're based on the, on the West Coast. I was listening to it last night in the hotel room. And it, they just very quickly, they were talking about the, whether or not Aaron Rodgers could come back and whether or not Travis Kelsey should be criticized for going to the World Series and a whole bunch of topics. And then it came up to, you know, and by the way, has anybody watched Jordan Love try to throw the ball downfield? And then the joke was he can't. He can't. He either overthrows it or underthrows it, doesn't have the arm to, to throw it to a receiver, on and on and on. And then they said, yeah, we saw this at Utah State, and yet everybody wanted to ignore it like he was going to get better. And and I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Somebody finally saying what we've been saying all along. Thank you. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a good kid. I think he's got a great story. Uh, but, you know, until you prove me wrong, not going to change my mind. Not going to change others' minds. As a matter of fact, it's getting worse. 
It's getting worse. So it's just there, there's a lot of things going on in 1265 right now where I can only imagine that people are now closing their office doors, scrambling, trying to keep their head below the line of fire. Because Mark Murphy's got to be walking around the halls going, God, everybody's now piling on. And when you're king and you're arrogant for so effing long, and all of a sudden you not only come down to earth, but you crash down to earth. Crash. And now, now you don't want the attention anymore. You don't want people knocking on your door calling you for interviews. No. We don't want that. We don't want any part of that. You know, we're going to try to control the the message coming out of the website, and we'll get our guys to write positive stories about somebody, you know, handing candy out their house. Meanwhile, the whole thing swirling the bowl, man. In a quick six months, the whole thing right down the bowl. There you go. And how do you think Aaron Jones feels? Let me ask you this. How do you think Aaron Jones feels? Take a little bit of a pay cut because I want to remain a Packer my whole life. I'm going to put my heart and soul into this, and this is what you get. First of all, they're not even using you, right? Secondly, this is what you get. I mean, <laughs> really? And then when a guy actually speaks out and says, man, it's, you know, this is, I'm not a loser. This is not us. This blank isn't on us, meaning not the players. You know, now the players have to execute, so he's a little bit off in that, that, that realm. But I can only imagine what's been said behind the scenes. And he's, he took a pay cut for this? <laughs> man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Uh, 877-867-1670. When we come back, we're going to talk with our buddy Mike Clemens. He's going to join us, and uh, we'll get his two cents on this. He probably won't be as harsh because he's going to the locker room as I've been. But uh, things not good in Green Bay, and they just shot the messenger rather than paying attention to the message. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get a hold of them, and uh, the winter's here. Uh, it's not even – I can't even say it's coming anymore. Yesterday it was just like a blizzard, like a whiteout over uh, in the eastern portion of the state next to the lake. It was like a whiteout over there. They were getting inches of snow. Cold. I woke up this morning, and it was cold, frost all over the car outside the hotel, and we know the cold weather is here. So if you don't have airtight windows and if you don't have economical windows and if you're not kind of promoting the curb appeal of your house and adding value, man, what you doing? Get that free, yes, free, free in-home consultation from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855 pella WI or simply go to PellaWI.com. We're going to talk about this when we come back. Mike Clemens is going to join us as he, uh, I think, is uh, heading north, as a matter of fact, as we speak. And he's going to join us from his car. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. We are live in Marshfield coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We are live. We're in Marshfield. It's good to be here. Nuts Deep 2. Got the huddle coming up tonight, 6 to 8 this evening. Looking forward to it. Now, I do know that, uh, at least according to Tom Silverstein, that the uh, the Bills approached the Packers about uh, acquiring a safety in Rasul Douglas. But uh, I don't think there's any... Uh, reason to look further than, oh, yeah, the guy that was a little outspoken is no longer here. Sometimes the proof is just in the pudding. You have to take it for what it is. Mike Clemens now joining us on the hotline. Michael, how you doing, pal? Good, Bill. You know, I was just talking to a fellow, fellow reporter that covers the team about this, uh, and I said, well, that's the way the Packers are probably going to spin it today. 
But no, my first reaction when the thing breaks at about three o'clock yesterday afternoon, it's like, oh my God, they actually did it. Oh my God, it's worse than I thought. Because, you know, let's talk about Rasul Douglas. He gets he's on three or four teams, and they pick him off the practice squad, and they end up putting him on the field because they've got injuries. And the dude, you know, he he makes a tremendous catch that's a game saver against the Arizona Cardinals. And then over the next two years, he leads the team in interceptions. Hasn't had one yet this year, but leads the team in interceptions and gets paid, gets a nice contract. When Rasul first came to Green Bay, it was one and two word answers. You know, he was keeping his head down. He was just trying to, you know, stay on this roster and stay on the field. And then he got he got the deal. And what he's been telling me and what he's been telling some of the other reporters is he's just showing that he cares. This is not this has not been other players that I could name that, you know, literally at one point they've become a cancer. It's just like, dude, shut up. (laughs) I thought his heart was in the right place. And so I have played you some of these comments that he's given to two or three of us that wait until the very end until they absolutely kick us out of the visitor's locker room at the stadiums and they're waiting for this guy to get on the damn bus. Um, I've played you some of those things, and sometimes you have to bleep it out. But it's a guy who's like, you know, he's trying to be vocally keeping the team accountable as a vocal leader. And no one else seems to be talking like this on that defense. And so I think he felt he needed to step up. And so you know some of those clips that we played, and you've heard some of the times where I had to bleep out some of the words that he said. But his position was, you know – we need to up our standards, and we're not meeting our standards. And and sure, yeah, we're the defense, and we're keeping guys at 17 points. And he's, as as recent as a week ago, he's even got Matt Lafleur saying, "Hey, our defense is doing fine. If they keep got teams to 20 points or less, we should be winning ball games, and and we're not." So that's that's been his message. But then I can tell you other things that he got into where he may have gone into deep water he shouldn't. So, Mike, um, I, I said at the beginning of the show, this is shooting the messenger rather than listening to the message. And this is what bothers me, and I think this is what bothers a lot of Packers fans, is you can see a lot of the problems. We've talked about it. We've discussed whether or not coaches are coaching up to their capabilities or up to the players' capabilities and, you know, certain decisions that have been made. But it seems to me they got rid of the messenger rather than listening to the message. I heard that on your Green Bay station here as I'm driving up to Green Bay and Lambeau, and I think you're 100% on. Uh, absolutely. I, I, you, you asked for accountability. But I will tell you this. You remember I told you a story where I had a, a player that said, you know, this was after the Raiders game, the Monday night football game. Right. By the way, how about Josh McDaniels <laughs> getting fired? What's going on there, man? Right. The Raiders right? showing their this three and five. They're not even a year, two years into their program. Oh, that's, that Davis family, they're, they're kooky. Anyway, um, we, we did the interview. It was on the record. We played those quotes, and there's just two or three of us left for the media and a pretty much empty locker room. And then as we're walking away, I, I think I said, what was halftime? And he goes, man. You know, he comes down. We, we, we've spent all week on plan A. And then he comes down, and he says, okay, we're changing the plan B. Like, what? 
And, he, and there's like no emotion. He's just like, we're changing. There's no why. And, and then it goes, and now one person that was in that group said, I thought he was talking about LaFleur. I said, no. He said he came down. I think he's talking about Joe Barry. He's been upstairs since the Cincinnati game that we covered in, in the preseason. He's been up at the box. He's got a better view. So, but, you know, there's also, there's, there's little spies there. They've got staff that are hanging around, PR staff and whatnot. They hear those comments. That gets reported. Here's the other thing. As, as this story has snowballed, and now you start to see, you know, if Rasul Douglas is out there at his locker, and he's talking to the other guys. And it's just not all just sermons about the play. It's just guys and teasing and trying to keep morale up, frankly, is from what I could tell, just hanging around the guys, four or five players, hanging in his locker room. He's a popular guy. Um, that was like, Rasul, like, hey, Rasul, can you talk to us? Okay, fine. And also, like, there's like 30 media people around, right? And including um, the folks that, that cover the news for the, for the website, for Packers.com. And then, you know, I'm sure fans that have gone to the team website, they can see, they can hear our interviews at, at length and videos of talking to players. So, you know, you look over and you see who's, who's all getting this along with you, the TV stations, writers, et cetera. And then there's the team video crew. And I mentioned to somebody the other day, I said, have you noticed that the team video crew is there for Rasul every day? And they haven't posted any of his stuff the last three weeks. So, right. you know, it's like they're not there for their website. I think they're spies. I mean, you know, they've got a documentation of what he's telling everybody. Right? Right. That, which... When you're God, if you're a player in that locker room, you got to be pissed. You know, if you like you said, if they're if they're over there interviewing him, but they're not posting any of it, what are they doing with the video? When your own, this is why I say, this is why I call the Packers Red China because they're, they they it, it's like having a dictatorship, and they're going to do it this particular way, and then they're going to put spies in a locker room. I, I mean, if I'm a player, why do I want to talk if they're going to be around? Do you, you remember I mean? that clip I? Yeah, do you remember that clip I played at the end of our break, uh, our recap of Sunday's loss to the Vikings? I think it's the last one that we played on Monday's show during the 1 o'clock hour. What was the last thing I played? Yeah. It was Jair Alexander coming out at the very end of the locker room. I mean, we stay in there until they kick us out. And then I race upstairs to try to get on the postgame show. Jair comes out and says, okay, yeah, let's go. Go ahead. What do you guys got to say? And it's like, well, you know, what do you think about this loss? I don't know. That's tough. Yeah, all these one-word answers, right? Two, two or three words answers, and just kind of smiling. I asked him, "How are you feeling?" Good. I'm feeling good. And I know he's got this back injury that's been bothering him for four weeks now. So we tried to ask him about various questions, and he's saying, "You know, where do you go from here? You're frustrated, but you know what needs to be done, that kind of thing." And he's like, "I don't know. I got to look at the film." And then finally, he just said at the end of it, remember, he said, look, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> right? Right. You know, yep. and he laughed. 100%. Like, yeah. Like, dude, this is too sensitive. I'm not going to steer that up for me. So, you know, you just talked to Rasul over there. This is what I have to offer pretty much at this point. I'll talk about my game. Uh, I'll talk about one or two plays. But don't ask me for the big picture after a four-game losing streak. Right. 
That's, you know, and, and that's a sign of a team. First of all, you're going to lose a locker room that way. You'll lose them in a heartbeat. Because if you're worried more about what they're going to say rather than the actual fixing of the problems and the play on the field, you got serious, serious issues. And when you're trying to control the spin coming out of the locker room versus trying to win on the field and doing all the right things to put guys in the right place and listen to the players, wow. that's uh, That says a lot about uh, sometimes inside the character of your own team. But here's the other. So I'm just telling you, and I, I'm not alone. The people that know these players, we cover them every day. Um, our initial reaction was it's been the way he's carried himself post game. And it's not that he's, I think he's been wrong. I just think he's been straight, straightforward with us. But yeah. here's another thing. I noticed this. Uh, we had to wait a long time to get into the Broncos. I told you that in the post game. Also with the Raiders right. in, in Vegas. You know what? An interesting combination of, of conversations is Jordan Love talking to Rasul Douglas. I think it was Jordan seeking Rasul's opinion or something or asking a question or whatever. Uh, it seemed to be a, a healthy relationship. I was wondering if there were signs of, oh, God, you know, if the veteran corner is telling the quarterback, you sucked again today, we got problems here. I don't think it was that at all. It looked like Jordan was, we'll talk to Jordan today. We'll ask him about it, see if he says anything. But then it happened again, too, after the Raiders game. And, it, you know, I told you, that, or after the Broncos game, I'm sorry, after Broncos, usually they let us in about 10, 15 minutes after a game. They call it a cooling-off period. You guys can get ready to go on TV, that kind of thing. Or it's like 25 minutes. Like, something's going on in there. What's going on? And when you walk in, you walk in, it's like, yeah, I think we just missed a bomb that went off or something. But there's right. there's Rasul, who, you know, I don't think these guys ever named captain this year, right? So this is like your vocal leader of the defense standing in the middle of the locker room floor talking to Jordan Love. And I, you know, I, I, I it just... I hadn't seen that before. It just it, it felt a little funny. And so we don't know what's going on in the meeting rooms. And we don't know what's going on in the locker room when we're kicked out of there and closed. Uh, those kinds of things. We don't know about missed assignments. Like, uh, was it uh, Cortland Sutton was wide open on a play? And Rasul said, yeah, 82, the tight end, you know, picked me. And so that's why I had no chance of, of getting to him. So. I have one other Rasul Douglas story, but I don't want to forget about it. Yeah, go ahead. One night, one night uh, during training camp this past summer, I think a Friday night, and I had to get out and you know get some stuff for the next day, like some water and Gatorade and things like that. So I go to this uh, Walgreens, it's just down the street there, and I walk inside. Now, as I'm as I'm, before I get inside, though, I'm in my car and parked. The parking lot is empty. It's like 11, 11.30 night. And in comes in this very slick-looking like SUV with totally tinted windows, black windows, big black tires. And this thing comes screaming into the parking lot and, and does like donuts. Not Listen, I'm not a prude. I think it's kind of fun. But, you know, something went off like, whoa, whoa, wait, what, what is this? What is going on here? In the parking lot of Walgreens, because then there was an erratic turn made, then a backup, precision. But the thing was backing up to the front door, and I thought, is this thing going to crash through the door and rob the store? That doesn't make sense, so that's a nice car. So he pulls up to the back end of, of the SUV to the front door of the place, 
and out pops from the passenger side, not a dude, not a thug, but a beautiful woman who looked like she had a little luggage bag, like maybe she just got off a plane or something. And then some other big, muscular dude gets out on the other side. They go walking in the store. So I settled for a second. I think, okay, I think it's okay to go in. So I go into the store, and I turn around, and it's Rasul. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, and he looks at, he he goes, oh, hi. I go, hey, how you doing? You know, it's like, okay, yeah, sure, I saw that. It's all right. No, no problem. We're good. When I got my stuff, and she had, like, a bunch of makeup and other things she was buying, like toiletries, like she was flying into see him. I'm, that's just a guess. Just just a high guess. Yeah. But they're there at that store after this erratic display. He's a hell of a driver. I mean, bet on, bet on that guy if he ever gets into a, a stock car race. But then he goes, oh, here, after you. And he lets me check out first. <laughs> you know, because it's like, dude, and I, I don't know if I told you this story off the air or not, but I just thought, hey, if he ever gets pulled over going 110, uh, uh, then I've got stories for you. So whatever. Right. You know, Brian Gutekinds is going to talk to us now. He's going to hold a press conference at about 1130. And you know what he's going to say? Hey, you know, the, you know the, the Bills had a need, and we went back and forth. We weren't sure about it. They're not going to say, yeah, this guy's become a nut, and we've just dropped off our bag of garbage in Orchard Park. You know, they're not going to do that. Right. They're not. They're going, to, they're going to make it sound like it's a great deal for the Packers, and they're stockpiling draft picks, whether they actually use them for picks or they use them – you know, as chips to trade up and get other players, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a transaction. We're trying to make this team better moving forward for the future and all that. So, well, it, you know, it's going to be another interesting day, Bill, at 1255. I, I cannot wait to talk to you tonight in the huddle and kind of debrief and and because and, I got more questions and I know we're late but I, I just to debrief and go through all of this coming up tonight I'm looking forward to it man yeah well I'm just hoping the locker room today doesn't look like you know Death Valley or something it was just, yeah. <laughs> a lady with a vacuum cleaner and that's it we'll see <laughs> alright buddy be safe and we'll talk to you tonight thank you Bill thanks pal there you go the great Mike Clemens that is real you don't get that anywhere else. This is the reason you come to this program because we got Mike and uh, we absolutely love it. That's And like he said, that, that's the guy that said things, they shot the messenger. Things are bad. They shot the messenger. Uh, we'll talk more about this. And we're way late. I apologize to Peter Bukowski. Peter Bukowski, we're going to get on coming up next. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. When I think of life, my head turns out around. As gentle as a butterfly, she moves without a sound. I call her on the telephone, she sends me Welcome back to the program. We are live. We're in Marshfield, Wisconsin tonight. It'll be an interesting one. The huddle, 6 to 8 tonight. We're going to be live at Nuts Deep 2. Hopefully you can join us as a face in the crowd tonight and uh, going to have a lot of fun. Always love traveling. And we're back in Marshfield after, I think, 11 years away. So good to be here. And uh, thanks to everybody for the hospitality as well. Peter Bukowski and uh, God, Pete, uh, I tell you what, I apologize for going long, but Mike Clemens was uh, – 
was diving into the locker room in this trade with Rasul Douglas and uh, kind of how the Packers have shot the messenger rather than the message. So uh, welcome to the program again, and uh, give me your thoughts on when you heard that Rasul Douglas had been traded. Well, uh, I, I, it was something that was not great timing for uh, the, the podcast personally because I had, I had done my whole show that day on how I thought it would be a really bad idea to trade Russell Douglas. So apparently Brian Gutekinds and I disagree on that one, but from all the reporting, it sounds like Buffalo called and said, hey, this is what we're trying to do, and the Packers agreed on, on terms. I think what, what I struggle with here, Bill, is I understand Russell Douglas is a 28-year-old uh, player who, when the Packers end up being good the next time that is, and who knows when that is, Russell Douglas is probably not going to be a core member of that team. I, I just kind of don't care because he's a really good player. He is a, uh, a crucial leader, one of the only leaders. I mean, how many leaders are on this team, Bill? How many can you count? One, two? Uh, are there, are yeah, there, more, I, are I there more than two? So then, then you're going, okay, what does this really accomplish? To get a third-round pick? I mean, that's a, that's a nice pick. You got a five going out the door. I get they're going to get a, comp, a compensatory pick back. And so they're like, oh, well, you know, it's no harm, no foul there. I would just rather keep the good player who's a locker room crucial member. Um, I, I just, I kind of don't care about the, oh, well, when, when they're competitive again, he, he won't be, you know, uh, this guy. I, I don't care. It's, I think it's good to keep good players. Call me crazy. I completely agree with you. I, I and, and this goes back to this is a guy, like you said, he's been a leader. He's performed. He's also pissed about losing. He wants to be a winner. He's been outspoken about it. Uh, he's been the guy that's talked to us about certain things when it comes to, hey, this isn't on us, uh, kind of like pointing the finger in other directions, saying, hey, you might want to check somewhere else. And rather than – and I, it, look, there's no coincidence that the guy that's been the most outspoken is the guy that's now gone. And you, they can spin it and say, well, Buffalo called first and this and that. But the bottom line is there's no coincidence the guy that was outspoken is now gone. And to me, that's shooting the messenger rather than paying attention to the message. You know what I mean? I, I do. I don't I, – I, so here's the thing. I don't, I don't know how much of this is, hey, he, you know, he is unhappy here and, and maybe things get worse if the season doesn't go the right kind of way. Uh, that would, I think that would be a little surprising to me just because um, Russell Douglas doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to like create problems in the locker room. If anything, right now, he seems like the kind of guy who's trying to solve them. And, and I don't know about you, but I, I like when the team is losing to have players who seem like they care about it, who seem like they're pretty ticked off right. that that's what's going on. But I do think they're like, I don't think it's crazy to, to suggest by any means that, uh, on a team as hyper paranoid as the Packers about this kind of stuff that, that wants to control the message so much that has a head coach that has only taken on more responsibility as the coaches around him have failed. He is trying to pick up the slack. I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest that Russell Douglas potentially being unhappy about losing contributed to this trade. And you just say, you know what? He wasn't going to be a part of the long-term future. Uh, we don't want this to get messy, and it could get messy because he is the kind of guy who is going to be mad about losing. I personally would want guys mad about losing, but I can see how the Packers, from their standpoint, could say, you know what, the best thing is to give this guy an opportunity to go win a Super Bowl, and we're going to move on. I, I think that's, that's reasonable. I would much rather, though, have a, a group full, you know, a locker room full of pissed off guys. That's just me. 
I remember on Sunday after the ball game, and one of the comments from uh, from uh, Jordan Love was he went to Rasul after the game as they were walking off the field, and both him and Rasul said we're just a couple of plays away, it, meaning that, hey, if we just have a couple of things go our way, we can get the breaks, maybe we can put the ball in the end zone, maybe we can put some more points up, maybe we can do something here or there. This was a guy that was quoting Rasul Douglas as, like you yep. said, a leader on that team saying, don't worry about it. We're a few plays away. We just have to clean it up. And now he's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that's, it, a, that's, that's your quarterback. That's a part of it that, yeah, that's the part of it that I struggle with because th- he was one of the – like, you need – look at what happened in Philadelphia, Bill, with, with the 76ers. They tried to build that from scratch, get talented people in there, and the problem that they ran into is they never had anyone there who had won anything and had any kind of success to say this is how we have to do it. And now you see Joel Embiid, year after year, comes up short in the playoffs, and they bring in guys like James Harden, who are just cancerous to your locker room. You can't live like that. And so this, this going young bit, I liked it. I liked the idea of, hey, let's, let's try and get, bring these young guys along. But you need David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones and Russell Douglas and Devondre Campbell. You need those guys in your locker room to help keep those guys on track. You have to have just enough of those kinds of players. And so in a year where you, it's just been a calamity of errors from your young players and and plenty of veterans underperforming too, to move out one of those guys, to me, it just sends the wrong message to your locker room. And, And this is the same general manager who last year stood in front of the assembled media and said, we're not going to play our young guys. We are going to try and win. We're not going to sit Aaron Rodgers, regardless of what Aaron Rodgers thinks we, he is going to play every damn game for us because He's under contract, and we're paying him a boatload of money, and we, we believe winning culture matters. Well, does winning culture matter, Bill, or does it not? Because if it matters, then you can't do this. You ju- he's a cheap player under contract. I just I, – I, you can't do it. You can't do it. 100%. 100% agree. So you tell me, and I know we only got a couple minutes, but you tell me – what you see out of this offense specifically because uh, I, what I said, I, I'm sitting in the press box, we're watching this first half unfold and they finally get the field goal and they don't get completely booed off the field. And I looked around to the guys that were sitting around me and I said, if you're going to describe this, what do you what do you describe it as? And the two terms were disarray uh, and unprepared. And So you tell me what you see out of this team right now. It, it just seems like no one knows what's going on. No one, no one knows where to be. There was a play that was the third and the third and sixteen, and you're not gonna you're not gonna win on third and sixteen. It doesn't really matter, but you make things harder than you have to. You first of all, you can't get the playoff. They've been slow. This has been a Matt Lafleur problem the entire time he's been the head coach. They seem to break the huddle with with ten seconds left on the play clock every play. I hate it. I, I need to see more tempo. Josh Allen just was on. Um, but this is football podcast talking about how going with, with tempo really helped jumpstart their offense because defenses have to play more vanilla. Well, doesn't that seem like something that could, that could benefit the Packers offense? Okay. So you, you get the, the false start. Now it's third and 22. You don't really have a play for third and 22, except the Packers almost did. They got Dontavian Wicks almost open in the middle of the field, except Romeo Dobbs didn't seem to know where to be. It seemed like he wanted to block and then just sort of sauntered into the middle of the field which brought Harrison Smith over to Dontavian Wicks. And so it's like they're, they're getting – and Matt LaFleur has talked about this. Even when they get the primo look that they want, they can't execute well enough to do anything with it. They, Bill, they can't even block inside zone. Day one, 
junior varsity high school install stuff. They can't. Yep. They don't know who to block. John Runyon Jr. and Josh Myers don't know who to block, or Ellen Jenkins misses a block, or it's, it's just the most basic stuff. And here's what I said. I said this on Locked on Packers today, and I think this is, this is the, the, the most fundamental problem right now facing the Packers. Matt LaFleur has tried to fix everything. He, is, he, is, he had to hold Mike Pettin's hand, so he hired a defensive coordinator whose hand he also has to hold because he believed he had to fix it. He hired a new special teams coach. They paid him a bunch of money, and the special team still stinks. Matt LaFleur is trying to fix everything, and as a result, has managed to fix nothing because he's trying to do too much. He's trying to be too in control, and I don't even think it's, it's, a, it's a malevolent thing. I think he is making a God's honest try of saying, hey, I'm the head coach. This all falls on me. What does he say after every loss? It's on me. He yep. feels that burden. And I think he has gotten lost in trying to fix everything and the things that he was best at. Those are the details that are falling by the wayside. And this is the Peter principle, as much as I hate that phrase, thank you very much, um, that Adam Sonovich seems much better suited to have been an offensive line coach. And Joe Barry seems much better suited to have been a linebacker's coach. And Rich Basaccia does not seem well suited to the assistant head coach role. What is, what is it exactly you would say he does here? I mean, this is – He's going to go talk to the Bob soon because I don't understand that special teams is still a problem. There's been four return touchdowns in the NFL this year through half a season. The Packers have one of them. What are you paying Rich Basaccio for if that's still going to happen? So I think what I'd like to see, and this is not going to get fixed this year, but this offseason, if Matt LaFleur remains the head coach, and by the way, I still believe in Matt LaFleur, they need, they need someone back in that Nathaniel Hackett chair who is a bona fide offensive coordinator. Someone who right. can come in and actually bring some fresh ideas, who can push back with Matt LaFleur, can say, hey, how, did you, have you ever thought about doing it this way? I think that was genuinely helpful for the Packers, even if I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is some like boy genius. And then you need a real defensive coordinator. Someone who's, yep. who, does not have to be, who does not have to have his hand held. For whatever misgivings I had about Mike Patton, Mike Patton was a guy. And everyone, when he walked into the room, respected Mike Patton. And, and they talked about it. Don't, don't you remember the, the stories from that first training camp, the accountability, the, the um, collaboration, the players loved playing for Mike Patton. Now, you know, it just sort of all went by the wayside eventually, but they need someone in that room um, who they can just trust to go handle it. And Matt LaFleur does not have to hold anyone's hand and he can get back to the, the play designing the details. Cause he is someone who cares about all the little details that this team is missing right now. And that just, that just screams to me when a coach is as detail-oriented as he is. And I've talked to some people in the league about this, some people that have played for him about this. He is extremely detail-oriented. It has to be killing him, all of these mistakes. That just right. tells me he, is, he does not have the time right now to be detailing this and drilling it the way that he wants to. And, and that needs to change. Peter, always great stuff. They can find you, founder of The Leap and the Locked On Packers podcast. Appreciate it, pal, and we'll talk to you real soon, okay? Thanks, Bob. Thanks, bud. Talk to you soon. Damn, great stuff. Two, two, two dynamite, absolutely dynamite segments on this program today. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show live in Marshall. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show.
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Good to have you back. We are broadcasting live. We're in Marshfield and uh, Nuts Deep 2 tonight. 6 to 8 we're going to be here. And it's good to be back in Marshfield. It really is. A lot of fun. And uh, I know it's only for a brief period of time, but we're looking forward to tonight. Big time. Looking forward to it. So if you're in the area, whether it's, uh, you know, Marshfield, Wisconsin Rapids, over in Stevens Point, Wausau, whatever, come from anywhere. And uh, we're going to have a good time tonight. And since uh, the last time I was here, they've expanded Nuts Deep, too. Uh, it's gotten bigger and better. And, man, it's uh, it's nice. We got we have plenty of room. So hope to see you tonight, 6 to 8. We're going to be here for the Bill Michaels huddle. Man, that first hour, that, that's that's rocking and kicking ass. We got Mark Schofield coming up at noon today, don't forget. We're going to hear from Goody at some point. He's going to speak today. Matt LaFleur speaks today. And then tonight we got Mike Clemens coming out of the locker room. Man, we are all over it, all over it. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show live here in Marshfield coming up right after this. 